This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to Waterfan TV. The Joy in the Pain podcast is also live. So if you haven't caught that already, go and have a listen. Um, part of the TalkSport Fan Network. It is really exciting times. Um, we are here for the preview of Newport, Warsaw. We are heading down to uh, Rodney Parade. And if we're talking Newport, we really need to be talking to Ed from the 1912 Exiles podcast. How are you doing, Ed? Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Pradam How's it going? Oh, it's good. It's good. Warsaw, we uh, we lost 4-0 to Sutton and it felt like the wheels had fell off. And then somebody went and put them back on again. And uh, and we cock a hoop after Saturday. That was, um, as you can imagine, that was sort of an amazing result for us. You you will understand better than most just how pained Newport fans are at the moment as we come <laughs> off the back of a defeat at Swindon, uh, managed these days by our old friend and your old friend, Mike Flynn. So, Mike uh, Flynn? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that's always going to be a funny one. Swindon are flying at the minute, aren't they? I mean, when he took over there, uh, a friend who's a Swindon fan asked me what I expected and I said, he'll he'll do well there. That's a good club for him to go to. I suspect he will get them close to promotion this season but probably they might fall just short because it's such a strong division but I think within a couple of seasons he'll he'll take them up I think that's a it's probably a better match for him as a club than Walsall was Newport he took as far as he re- reasonably could Walsall it was never quite the right fit I don't think but Swindon I think he'll probably go on and do quite well there yeah I think it was strange one we everybody at Walsall really wanted Mike Flynn and because with reputation of what he'd done at Newport, everybody was really positive. And um, we, we'll come on to it with yourselves. But I mean, he had uh, a lot of injury problems, um, a lot of players out injured and that sort of stuff, which did affect things. I know that's affecting you this season. So we'll come on to that a little bit later. Um, but Mike Flynn, he was just so, so defensive, so negative all the time. And um, did, did you also have the thing because you, yeah, I mean, also, didn't you have a change of ownership not long after he took over? And I think that slightly upset the the context a bit because 
suddenly there was you know not loads of money to spend but a bit of money to spend and a bit more expectation and that's he's not the manager you bring in in those situations Mike Flynn is the manager you bring in for like backs to the wall it's us against the world sort of job and I think maybe it just it, it didn't quite suit him you know a few months down the line from when he took it yeah I think we sort of got onto a run where we just couldn't win a game. And uh, I think it was one win in 22. Mm-hmm. And there was still, there was still Warsaw fans saying, give him time, give him time. Um, but yes, our new manager with uh, Matt Sadler, albeit a very inexperienced guy, we lose 4-0 to Sutton and people are going, get shut of him when we've yeah, had yeah. the best start we've had for a long time. And um I can't say that I wasn't in that camp, really. Um, we had a fan chat um, at the end of last month, and it was all about giving him time. But, I mean, the nature of some of the defeats um, have sort of expressed a lot of concern. He was trying to stick with a three at the back, playing three-five-two, 5 um, And we really didn't have the players for it. Uh, we haven't got any dedicated wing backs, so that would immediately raise a flag. <laughs> um, and then when Chris Hussey decided to retire ten weeks into the season, we've got no left-sided centre back with any experience. Anybody who'd played there before, and then uh, Priestley Farquharson, who we've renamed the Priest. Oh, okay. Priest. It's just easier to say. Um, he got himself injured um, in a, on a training day, came in for a couple of games, and then he's out injured again. So of the back three, we've got nobody who can play there. So he's been forced into going into a back four, which gives us a, a wealth of options in midfield, and we've got some really good midfielders. I will just say, Simon, if if we're going to have like top trumps of who's got the worst defensive injuries, like you you've not got a chance. Like I mean, I'm pretty sure if I bring my boots on Friday night, I'm going to get a game at centre half because we are we are down to the bare bones now in terms of defence. Like the number of players we've got in the physios room at the moment is just ridiculous, and it all seems to be defenders. Well, we we should get into that now. I think um, Adam Lewis uh, is he the latest casualty. Yeah, Lewis is out. So he's he's great. So we had him last year on loan from Liverpool. Incredibly managed to get him um, to come back again for a second season. Um, left wing back, loves the slide tackle. Quite diminutive, but um, heart of a lion and um, yeah. a real kind of fan's favourite. So he he's done brilliantly, but is injured. Uh, let's see, who have we got out? Carl Jameson. Oh, next one, next one uh, I want to mention, James Clark. He oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he's not playing, that's good. Yeah, Clark um, started the season okay, but yeah, he's injured. Um, let's see, who else have we got out? Um, Harry Charsley. Charsley in midfield is out and, you know, he's a proper like mountain goat of a midfielder who just goes everywhere <laughs> and does everything. He's yeah. He's gone. Um, I mean, it's, it's just, it, it's been really tough because, you know, last year, when Coughlin came in, I'll probably come on to talk more about this. We, we we made ourselves into a really solid defensive unit. We weren't very creative. We relied quite heavily on uh, our old friend Cameron Norman to, as at right wing back to, uh, Cameron to great Norman, stuff. I loved him. I yeah, loved yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still he was, like him even though he doesn't play for us anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I had 
so much time for him but um you know he left in the summer which we we expected so we've had to kind of rejig things um and we tried to make ourselves more creative and we have done but with all the defensive injuries and with the players we we lost over the summer in defense as well the likes of norman mickey dimitriou we are um we are struggling it's it's Thank been a real bounce. graft we've got yeah. uh, kyle jameson as well he's out yep um seb palmer holden yes uh he he was a real find um Start of the season, we were playing him up front with uh, with Will Evans, who's another one I'll come on to talk about. So Palmer Holden, we got on loan from Bristol City. Um, he's only like 20, 21, but he's like this absolute... He looks like the big green giant. He's just this huge <laughs> lad. Uh, he's a young lad, big, strong, quick, um, and scored some goals. And we went, God, we've got a real find here. And just as it was slotting into place for him, he's out now till Christmas as well. Um, so, you know, that kind of spoilt an otherwise very good partnership up front. Yeah, it's, uh, it's well, been it, a tough time. Zanzola, Zanzola, is he out or is he back now? Oh, no, he's out. But, I mean, he's been out forever. You know, he's he's one who we saw glimpses of him at the start of last season. Then he had a long injury and then he came back. And then no sooner was he back, he was out again. So, I mean, he's one of these ones who's just perennially injured. Um, I mean, listen, we are we have the lowest budget out of any club in the football league. We know we're signing players who are either a bit of a gamble in terms of talent, a bit of a gamble in terms of experience or a bit of a gamble in terms of injury history. It just happens. We've got a lot of players with like glass knees at the moment and they're all getting injured at the same time. Sounds like Warsaw for the last 20 years. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, One of the lightest injuries is uh, Will Smith. Um. That's a big loss for you, isn't he? He I, scored ten goals, hadn't he? I think. I think you mean Will Evans, the otherwise known as oh, Will, uh, the, Will Smith. He was the guy that was started. He, he was the Men in Black, yeah, yeah. In the Oscars, wasn't he? <laughs> um, um, yeah, Will Will Evans, sorry. Yeah, yeah Will Evans, uh, aka the Slang Edwin Eusebio. Um, so we signed oh, him from the Cymru Premier League. I'm not going to uh, that. Yeah, we signed him from the Cymru Premier League uh, last season, start of last season, and. He played an enormous number of games last year and he was one of these players. He could play left back, he could play left wing, he could play centre mid, he could play up front. If you ask him to drive the team bus, he'd probably do it. He's just one of those who puts his heart and soul into it. And this season, he's been playing much more up front, has really stepped up in terms of um, uh, just the quality of what he's able to deliver and his end product. And yeah, he's been yeah. scoring goals left, right and centre. And it was really interesting on Saturday against Swindon they had him marked as the the man to try and um, yeah. and stop. You know, the, the, they were being very, very physical with him. I suspect Walsall will do the same on Friday night if he plays, which I think he will. Um, I think he's fit, okay. I think, I think he'll play, but I think probably he will get the same sort of treatment from you lot that he got against Swindon. And um, yeah, we're I mean, much he, fairer. He went off. We're much fair. We'll just let him run through, we will. We're good like that. <laughs> well, that'd be great if you could. Almar Bogle, he's the, another one. He's he's doing he's fit, isn't he? He's all right. Yeah, I mean, he scored a lot last season. Um, he tends to have quite lumpy form. You know, he'll he'll have a, a run of games where he'll be on fire and then he'll have a dry spell and people get on his back and stuff. But, you know, look, I think he got 19, 20 goals last season. If he does the same this year, I'll be more than happy with that. Like, he, oh, it yeah. just tends to come, they come all at once a little bit. But um, he, the thing with Bogle, He's one who frustrates fans because he's a big, strong lad, but he doesn't tend to win many headers. Like people 
um, pigeonhole him as being a, a, a big man up front. Oh, but that's yeah, not his yeah. game. He's actually very good with his feet. Um, but we tend to think, oh, yeah, let's just lump it up to Omar um, and then we wonder had, why we, we don't do with, anything with it. Um, Connor Wilkinson. Yeah, yeah. Connor Wilkinson. Um, we, we signed him, gave him the number nine shirt. And in his first interview, and he says, I'm not a centre forward. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a winger, but uh, because he was big, everybody expected him to lead the line and that sort of stuff. And uh, a very talented player, but he wasn't uh, a line leader at all. Um, the history of uh, do, do I quiz you on this or do I just reveal? I don't know. How it, is this going to be the Wolves link? No, 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 no. 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 The, um, what's the Wolves link? Gone. Well, I thought you were gonna you were gonna start that you know we are a club with um, kind of West Midlands roots because Newport County was founded by um, chaps who moved from the Midlands down to uh, Newport to work in the steelworks and wanted to set up their own club, which they which they did. And the reason why we wear amber is because they were Wolves fans, and so I thought, well, we'll just do same same colours as for as for Wolves. Oh, so there's a there's a historic that. link between us and, and Wolves. Sorry, I thought that was where you were going with it, but go, go no, on, your no, facts will be even better. No, that that was a that was an interesting scoop. That was, yeah. Um, <clears throat> how did you get the name the Exiles? Ah, right. Oh, so we yeah. So this is more recent history, but um, in uh, 1989, Newport, the original Newport County, um went bust uh, after being well you know same sort of story that you see all over the country of a, a a wide boy in our case an american called jerry sherman um taking over the club but not paying any of the bills and eventually we ran out of money and ran out of luck and uh had to restart the club reform we we, we were doing the kind of phoenix club thing long before the likes of uh, afc wimbledon and maidstone were doing it so we restarted um in non-league but because of a dispute with the uh, the Football Association of Wales, we could not restart in Wales without joining the Welsh League uh, system. Yeah. They said they would not let uh, a new club um, play in Wales in the English League. So we said, well, stuff you then, and uh, instead went to play over the border in Gloucestershire, in Morton in Marsh, lovely part of the world, very pretty, um, and continued to play there and then in Gloucester for a bit until eventually the FAW um were uh, lost a court case to us and various others and we were allowed to return to newport so um yeah, yeah we we are at the exile club 95 season wasn't it yeah that's about right yep um and then returned to newport and and um i think since then have shown that we you know despite uh everything and um uh, various difficulties you know we have not only managed to find our way back into the football league we found ourselves a proper home in Newport Rodney Parade uh, which we share with the rugby team but is a you know a proper decent football ground within walking distance yeah. of the city centre and the bars and everything else and I think there is a real buzz around the club that you know when I first started going 20 years ago we were playing in a council-owned athletic stadium in an in, in a kind of commercial retail park um, whereas now, you know, Newport County is at the heart of the city and along with the rugby club, there's, it feels like there's a really bright future for us now. That's it. I think ownership-wise, things took a turn again, didn't they, 2014? And the supporters club took over the club, didn't they? Yeah, so we, uh, we <laughs> our rise back into the Football League was bankrolled by uh, a local lottery winner, Lotto Les, uh, who, uh, put, you know, it, it wasn't the sort of silly money that um, 
our friends in North Wales were able to throw at the problem uh, to win their own promotion. But, you know, that helped us to bring in a little bit of quality that got us back into the Football League. Um, but then we were taken over by the Supporters Trust, as you as you say, 2014. Sustained the club um, with donations from supporters, but also particularly with some of those cup runs we had under Mike Flynn, you know, playing the likes of Leicester and Man City and Spurs. You know, all of those big games and a couple of playoff finals meant that we we had money rolling in from some of those big games that meant we could make a good go of it. Um, but uh, it became clear earlier this year that with without those cup runs, um, we weren't going to be able to sustain things with you know monthly donations from supporters no matter how well-intentioned that was and so as a result we took the decision uh last month to uh let Hugh Jenkins the former owner of Swansea City um take a a majority stake in the club that's all being ratified at the moment by the the Football League but assuming it gets ratified which I think it will um we will have a, a new owner in the next few months and I think the hope is that in in what is going to be a very very difficult season, if we can just keep our head above water, then in January there may be some reinforcements arriving into uh, once yeah. we get to the January transfer window, and we can perhaps kick on a little bit. Yeah, I think sort of staying in the league, I think under those circumstances is the big challenge. Um, Hugh Jenkins, of course, um, Swansea took them all the way from League Two to the Premier League, didn't they? He did, and you know, won a cup and managed to get them in Europe on the way, and and uh, moved them from the old Vetchfield to the Liberty Stadium. So, you know, if he can achieve half of what he achieved with uh, with Swansea with Newport, then I think we'll be very happy. But I mean, I was at the supporters' trust meeting where he he came and kind of made his pitch. Ninety eight percent of people voted in favour of uh, of his bid, which kind of tells its own story. And he came across as a very honest broker in it for the right reasons um and yeah i mean you know you're, you're always going on trust a little bit with these things but even though i was a, a little skeptical about giving up supporter ownership I, I think probably it's the right decision if we want to to keep newport county as a league club yeah i think money has um become even more of a key point um in football clubs doesn't it well and particularly this season you look at the fourth division this year where you've got the likes of Wrexham, Notts County, Bradford, you know, there's some big team, even Swindon, there's some big teams in this division. Um, And even some of the smaller teams have got money to throw at it, like Gillingham, for example. So just just to stay in the stay in the race is is quite something. And, you know, the the smaller teams in the league, the likes of us and Sutton and Harrogate, um, you know, we know that there is a, a gravity to these things and we've perhaps slightly overachieved um, and at some point you know a hard rain is going to fall so if you know you do need to have some serious money behind you if you're going to um, to kick on and, and establish yourself in this league. Yeah I think from Warsaw's point of view we had um, we sort of got into the habit of finishing 16th and uh, seemed like <laughs> well, I'd bite be... your hand off for 16th right now Simon don't don't knock it. <laughs> Well, we, it seemed like we'd be perennial strugglers, really. Um, but the Travella group have sort of lifted uh, morale a little bit. Um, as, as I mentioned earlier, the appointment of Matt Sadler was sort of frowned upon because of his lack of experience. Um, one manager that I quite fancied was uh, Graham Alexander. But of course, he went to MK Dons and that's not gone at all well for him. Mm. Um, he was sacked yesterday, I think, or this morning. So um, be careful what you wish for, isn't it? Uh, sometimes, yeah. similar to Mike Flynn, for you guys, 
somebody who's passionate about the place and knows the club um, can do far better than somebody uh, with a much higher level of experience. Again, we talked Bradford with uh, Mark Hughes. Everyone thought Premier League manager coming in, he'll get them up now, problem. And uh... I, I always think it's it, as much as anything. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It's about having a manager who understands the DNA of, of the club. You know, Flynn really did with Newport. In fairness to his successor, James Robry, who who we, we sacked, he did get the club as well. It just, you know, for various yeah. reasons, it didn't quite work out. And now in Graham Coughlin... Um, Again, the, the the football is perhaps not always easy on the eye, but he understands the job he's here to do. He gets the club. Um, and I think, although it's a very challenging season, I can't think of anyone I'd rather have at the helm than him. And, you know, yeah. so it is about having a manager who understands what it is that they're there to do, understands the club, understands fans' expectations and can really kind of speak to that. And, you know, an honest an honest gaffer, the likes of, of Mike Flynn, you know, or Graham Coughlin, someone who kind of tells it like it is. I think there's there's a lot to be said for that. Yeah, I think Mike Flynn said with Warsaw that the players lost confidence and, uh, and he couldn't turn it round with them, which that was the disappointing element. And I, I think... mean, the weird thing from outside, looking at it at Flynn's time at Walsall, it felt like there was a real vibe of let's just get the old band back together. You know, it became a bit of a joke that he just that he was turning Walsall into the kind of home for retired Newport County players. And yeah, he's done yeah. the same at Swindon, bringing in players who he's worked with before. And I get why managers do that. But at the same time, I thought the way he did it at Walsall, he was actually bringing in players who probably were a little bit past their best, the likes yeah, of Jess Lapidy and so on. And, I, and I'm not sure that... Yeah, Labadee, what a lunatic he is. Walking yellow card. Oh, we had one game. We had one game, and this was sort of near the end of Finn's time, and I suppose it sort of told you the story, really. Um, I, I can't remember who it's against, so I'm old and I forget things. Um, but um, we were behind, um, and he brought Labadee on, and it was like, why you... Labadee is not a guy that's going to change the game in a positive way. Um, and he was on about 10 minutes before he got sent off. Yeah. And that was game done. Yeah, and then um, right. the winger, what's his name, the winger that we had? Oh, Robbie Wilmot. Wilmot. We quite like Wilmot. Against I quite Leicester, like Wilmot. Against Leicester in the Cup, he was fantastic. But um, when we got to the regular games, he didn't quite, quite seem the same sort of player. Uh, that we always used to joke about the difference between Robbie Wilmot and TV's Robbie Wilmot. You know, as soon as anyone pointed a camera at the game, he would uh, he'd suddenly like j- become um, 
like yeah sort of brazilian style tricky winger um, but yeah. if it was a bog standard normal league game you get a different performance out of him but i mean i quite like robbie wilmot when he turned it on he was he was a great a, a superb player to watch and also um uh, there was something there, i don't know there was just something about robbie wilmot that that's the sort of player i pay to watch you know if you use him in the right way and you use him as an yeah. out and out winger and you just say right just get down the wing beat your man cross it in he can do that you know it's when when you try and use him in more clever ways sometimes we play him in center mid and it just wouldn't come off you know yeah yeah he's and he's gain he's gonna gain on a bit now isn't he yeah 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 i thought we were gonna get townsend yes he was uh he was linked wasn't he well he's out of favor at the moment at county i mean again we we've sort of i don't i can't remember the last season where we we played the same guy in goal for you know 40 games we tend to flip back and forward even this season where we're like right well Townsend's clearly the number one he's going to play every game but he got dropped on Saturday at Swindon for Johnny Maxted um making his first league start I think who then <laughs> you, you this was so obviously going to happen made a horrendous error early on came out for a ball missed it completely and then Swindon scored um I suspect he'll keep the shirt on Friday because I yeah. think to to pass it back to Townsend again might look like a, a, an admission of guilt. But um, yeah, it's just one <laughs> of those things. Like that, aren't they? They're yeah, yeah, very yeah. proud. They don't want to admit mistakes and stuff. Yeah, um, I think um, the rumour was that Townsend, um, he was seeing Wayne Hatswell's... Um, oh, yeah, I did hear that. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was um, uh, whether that was true or not. I don't know, but that was uh, that was a funny one. Um, yeah, coming into Friday. Why is it a Friday, by the way? Because you always have games. So um, this is we did a favour for the rugby team because we we share the ground with the Newport Grand Dragons. Their season starts this weekend, um, and they they could have played at home on the, the Saturday or the Sunday, but because it's their first game season, they wanted to play at home on the Saturday. So we said, fine, we'll move ours to the Friday night. Cause, cause we've done that quite a lot in recent years. Anyway, moving a few games to the yeah. Friday, Flynn used to like Friday night games for some reason. Um, and attendances aren't too bad for us on Friday night. So we said, okay, we'll move it as a, as a one-off. Um, yeah. It's a good job that Wales didn't get through to the semi-finals of the Rugby World Cup because if they had, we then we would have clashed uh, with that on the Friday night, I think, which would have been a real, a much more of a problem. But um, we allowed ourselves to, to lose to Argentina, so that's fine. <laughs> I, I don't follow the rugby at all. That's sort of like... Um, rugby and cricket don't exist to me, really. <laughs> Uh, unless it's a special, like the World, Rugby World Cup, I might watch a little bit. But uh, other than that, I don't. Um, but anyway, yeah. so that's, that's that's why it got moved. Um, and it, it helped, yeah, that this is the only week, I think, in October where we haven't got a Tuesday game. Like, we've got a lot of fixtures because all of the Spot Fan Trophy games have um, bunched together for us in October. We're playing Saturday, yeah. Tuesday, every week in October, except for this one. So we have a we had a free midweek and then we play the Friday night, which again gives us a bit more of a break yeah, before we play on the Tuesday. Yeah, extra day for recovery, particularly with a a, a threadbare squad. Yeah, that's uh, well uh, when Hugh Jenkins gets uh, gets his feet under the table in January, maybe he'll be doing a Gillingham and uh, yeah, the having a surge up the table perhaps. I I don't I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be throwing money at the problem, but I think what we will be able to do is probably bring in two or three permanent 
quality players to add to the squad, you know, in, yeah. in key areas of the pitch. And I think that'll be enough to keep us up this season. And then then we kind of see where we are in the summer. I don't think we're far off um, being, you know, a third of the way up the table and, and being clear of, of problems. I think we had a quite a good start to the season because we had a relatively easy run of fixtures. We've now got a very, very hard second, like 10 games of the season, just because of the way the fixtures are. But I yeah. think as long as our head's above water as we get into November, um, we'll probably end up being okay. Okay. Who's the, who's the main man to watch out for that's fit then for Newport? Well, if it's Evans, then he's the man to watch. If he plays, which I think he will, um, just because he he's the kind of heartbeat of the team. Um, so he's the one up front who's most likely to score. The other yeah. man to watch if he's if he's fit and if he plays is Aaron Wildig, um, who didn't start uh, for us at Swindon, but um, he's the kind of creative uh, dynamo in in midfield. Tends to play just behind the front two. We tend to play this sort of four at the back and then like a diamond in front of them with Wildig at the the top peak of that behind the front yeah. two. Um, so four Wild- one three two sort of thing, yeah. Yeah, them them sorts of areas, that type of thing. Yeah, so Wildig's probably the the one um, creating things in midfield. Apart from that, we tend to have grafters in uh, in our midfield, but Wildig's the the one who brings a bit of joy and energy. It's going to be an interesting midfield uh, battle then. Um, Walsall have quite a lot of energy in the midfield. Um, just looking over the Walsall side, Isaac Hutchinson, the Hutch. Um, he's, he was the star man of the show on Saturday, um, getting his first ever hat trick um, against Gillingham. So that was uh, that was pretty special. Um, another player that's done well for us, Oshin McKenty, was signed as a centre half, but Walsall converted him into a midfielder, which um, I think was a shock to him and to all the fans and to every other pundit. Um, but People, some people argue with this, but it's working. It's working. Is a couple of the other players in there, Ryan Sturk and Ross Tierney, um, are quite like diminutive kind of uh, stature, and um, Alshin has got a physical presence, and he does get absolutely everywhere. Um, so he's he's done well for us. Two goals, four assists as well. So he's uh, he's contributing. Freddie Draper is the um, is the surprise really. He's on loan from Lincoln. He's only uh, what nineteen. Might have just gone twenty, I think. Um, he's doing well. He's only scored five, which uh, compared to your Will guy, Will <laughs> Evans, um, is not so glamorous. But he, he's keeping the likes of Jamil Matt. And uh, Danny Johnson. Outside. I was going to ask about Jamil Matt, you know, formerly of this parish as well. You know, he was another kind of Flynn favourite. Um, uh, I wondered how he'd been getting on. We he, we had a lot of time for Jamil Matt at, at County. He was um, him. He formed a great partnership up front with Porica Mond, um, and you know they were they were the front two during a lot of those great cup runs. So uh, yeah, how's yeah. he been getting on at the Sadlers? Um, not very well, to be honest. Not very well. Um. I think he's probably slowed up a lot since he was with yeah. you guys. Um, his strength is holding the ball up um, yeah. and when he gets the ball to him. And they did that to great effect on Saturday for the fourth goal. The ball played up to him on the halfway line. He turned the defender 
and then played Ross Tierney into space. And it was his cross for Isaac Hutchinson's uh, hat-trick, the final final goal. But he's been a subject of the Boo Boys on certain occasions because <laughs> he's not got the energy he used to have. And, uh, and the goals haven't really come for him. So he's a pl- I was really pleased with his substitute appearance on Saturday. Um, I think in the whole scheme of it, I don't think he's really... I don't think he's really sort of arrived as such in in uh, in true Jamil Matt style. Um, what, what he needs is a goal to really get him going, and if there's one place he's one hundred percent guaranteed to get a goal, then it's going to be at Rodney Parade on Friday night. Well, I think he's he, he's began a cameo. I think at best, I think um, so. It'll be on like last 15, 20 minutes, um, and of course DJ Danny Johnson did superb for us last season. But in the uh, the formation that we're working with now, um, more of a four-two-three-one, it doesn't really work with Danny Johnson in that central uh, sort of lone striker role. He wants somebody alongside him, really. So um, it is a and frustrating. Is, um, is Priestley Farquharson injured? Uh, for, yeah, for she's still out. Night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And um, we had a his previous injury. The um, because we know the jokes about Lord Farquhar, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the manager kept saying he's not far away, <laughs> and it was like, What far, far away? Far, we uh, we had a, a, a commentator last season, um, at the club who, who couldn't pronounce him, we always called him Farquhar Harquaharson. So he was he was Farquhar Harquaharson whenever we talked about him on the, on the podcast because of that. <laughs> um, I mean, he was one, I think. He had injury problems with us, but when he played, he looked great. And I think yeah. we knew he probably would go in the summer. I heard a, a, a rumor from sources that I, I trust that he uh, he went he would have gone to a club a division higher, but failed a medical, which is when Walsall kind of swooped in. Um, oh, so he's one of those who you know he's good, but you you knew when you signed him that there's always a, a risk that he's going to miss a lot of the season through injuries. Just he's one of those. That makes a lot of sense, really. I think on um, on the socials, I'd seen a lot of uh, Newport fans were surprised that he didn't go to League One. Yeah. But with a injury uh, history, um, that puts him in the standard Warsaw character, <laughs> Warsaw Warsaw playbook, doesn't it? In in a weird I, way, I'm, I'm sort of glad uh, that we, I'm glad we didn't keep him because if he'd stayed with us, it would have just been another centre half who'd have spent more time. <laughs> you know, sat on a physio's bench rather than uh, getting any game time. Yeah, I was going to say, in the games we've seen him, he has looked excellent. Yeah, no, he's, it, like, on the pitch, he's he is very, very competent, good with the ball at his feet, quick, got a good brain. Yeah, I, I really liked him as a player. We just, we never quite saw enough of him. We saw flashes of a very good player um, and then he'd get injured and that was, that was just what happened. Yeah, that's uh, that's an awkward one, really. Um, on Friday, I'm not down there on Friday. I'm going to do a live stream watch along, um, which we haven't done any of those for a while. Um, people do say we don't do very well when I do watch alongs, <laughs> but I mean, um, so you, you're probably smiling at that there. But bear in mind, when I was doing watch along, we didn't win any away games. We're like. When we beat Sutton this season, that was the first, 
that was sort of when was that in September? That was the first away win since Boxing Day the previous year. <laughs> which is... This is this is music to my ears. Uh, you're coming up <laughs> against a side who are bad away from home and who've got uh, yeah a monkey on their back because because you're watching along, which is bad. Uh, bad luck for them. I mean, you know, we will we will take anything at the moment. Like I say, we're on. Apart from a, a win we had against Cheltenham in the Spot Fan Trophy, we are on a on a bad run. Um, we are struggling to keep clean sheets, and yeah, um, we we haven't even been able to fill the bench. You know, the last few games, so it, it's it's a no. tough time. I think you know, in all honesty, I'd probably take a point out of out of this even now, um, just because. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, like at the moment, if you offer me a nil-nil draw for like any of our next three games, just to keep a clean sheet, I'd be delighted. It's it's yeah. a really tough slog. Yeah, I need I need to tell you the uh, the joy and the pain. That's the mantra of my channel, which, uh, as you can appreciate, we we had the the Salford away win in that game. We were awful first half; should have been three down. Changed from three at the back to four two three one. And um, and we ripped them apart second half, um, and then we beat Bradford three one at their place. So that was another good win. And then we went to Sutton thinking we'd be alright here, and then uh, it went horribly wrong. So who knows which Jekyll or Hyde mm. that Warsaw will appear on Friday night? So I think my prediction it could be anything from four nil. Newport to four 0 Warsaw, I think. But I think most likely, I think, and given your recent results, I think uh, a two-one Warsaw win. I think you've had a lot yeah. of two-ones on your Harrogate, Colchester, and Salford. Yeah, the right side of it against Colchester, obviously. Well, we did. I mean, we rode our luck in that one because it was the two goals we got both deflections, um, and we were we were poor for chunks of that game. But you know, we managed to grind it out. Uh, I think I'm predicting a 1-1. We haven't drawn many games this season, so I think yeah. um, I'm going to say that, that that might change. We might get a draw. 1-1. There will definitely be goals, I think, just because there's always goals at Newport County at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I think Warsaw haven't had many draws, which is good because last season, I think we drew so many games and it sort of curtailed our season, really. I think we had 13, something like 13 draws on the bench or what feels so like it. Um, I'd rather win one, lose one than have two draws, obviously. Um, yeah. From Warsaw's point of view, it's that consistency where the challenge is. It's a very young side, um, inexperienced side because of the youth, obviously. And um, with some of the experienced players not available, you are going to get inconsistent performances. Um if Warsaw can get a bit of consistency together, then we've got every chance of sort of climbing the table and making a challenge. But it's that consistency. So uh, we have to wait and see. Right then, Ed, thank you very much for coming on. That's a uh, interesting chat. Yeah. The joy and the pain. We know all about that, don't we? Yep. Very much so. And uh, yeah, have a for any Walsall fans coming on Friday night, enjoy enjoy your trip. Make the most of Friday night in Newport and uh, please let us have three points. <laughs> well, I'm sure that they'll be well behaved. There's uh, well behaved and singing, I think, is the uh, the order of the day. Um, as I say, for me, I'll have a live stream watch along on Friday night. 
So uh, anybody that's not able to get to the game, we can sort of uh, share share some chat while watching the game. So uh, thanks very much for watching. Thanks for listening. Catch you all soon. Cheers. Thanks, Ed. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.